Hey guys, well, I just got off another podcast and I got to say that it's such a pleasure connecting with humans from different parts of the world. And one of the conversations that uh, Mitch Webb and I had uh, after the, we stopped recording was just the, just the sheer gratitude we have for have, being able to have these conversations with people we may just never meet in real life, right? Or in, in person. Uh, we met in real life, but it was online, of course. And uh, the one of the things that I really look forward for for anyone tuning into this podcast is the depth of openness that this gentleman has uh the the pain to purpose story the the myriad of different things that he's gone through um, from head injury to uh insulin resistance to mold toxicity heavy metals um emotional challenges and uh you know just this myriad of different things that can show up and, and another one just being stuck on medications and having to wean himself off over time because they weren't working for him and so there's there's so many nuggets uh, he really gets into a story around the mental emotional journey that one has to go through or the one you know eventually could open up to uh and 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 really making the message more about it's not just about all the cool hacks and things that you can do which are great of course and we reiterate just some of the ones that had more impact than others in the in the call but but really opening up to the the mental emotional obstacles the things that are holding us back from our healing that are so pervasive and they're so insidious you don't realize that they're there until they're there until you kind of have to move through the dark night of soul or the the challenge to the point where you don't know what else to do and then in a, in that uh, you birth an awakening that, that allows you to move into surrender and, uh, and and basically move you forward on your healing journey. So there's so much of that and more on this podcast. And it really gives you a sense of, I mean, I really saw so many different clinic members that we work with in his story. And I saw myself in his story. And I'm sure as you tune in, you're going to see yourself in this story. And what I think uh, one of the big values and takeaways is that there's always a way. There's always a way through. There's always a way to dig a little deeper, to, to peel back the layers of the onion, as you said. And one of the other things I love, he says, one of the biggest monsters you got to face is the one that's between your ears. So uh, tune in and uh, turn on this amazing episode and check out Mitch Webb at MitchWebb.com. Check him on Instagram, follow some of the things that he's doing and, uh, and you'll you know, tune in for the, the bonus offer he has for you at the end. All right, enjoy. Welcome to the Health Ignited Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Health Ignited. I'm here with uh, an amazing guest that I'm so looking forward to having a chat with. It's funny because ever since I, I read up on his story, um, Sonia and I were like, man, this guy sounds like he's one of us. He's He's got such a fascinating journey and uh, from, from pain to purpose and from challenge into uh, overcoming those challenges and continuing to because one of the stories I think a lot of us get stuck in is that we overcome and then, you know, life is just beautiful and blissful on the other side of it. And in reality, we're constantly growing, constantly learning, constantly meeting new obstacles. And uh, this gentleman here is someone who's been through a tremendous amount of challenges and keeps finding a, a way forward. So 
The guest today is his name is Mitch Webb. He was a, a corporate man doing the 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 day-to-day tasks of, of living in corporate America, doing the work. And uh, at some point along his journey, which he's going to share, he uh, opened up to a whole new world of healing as a result of different challenges, uh, health challenges he went through. And uh, now is a health coach. And he's got an amazing website, which I'm going to, we're going to share with you guys in more detail as we go along. Uh, but if you go to check out MitchWeb.com, um, that's two B's in web. And you're going to learn more about his story and some of the five-day challenges and some of the access uh, that he's going to offer everyone who's listening here actually on this podcast. So you can reach out to him directly and get some, uh, get some coaching and advice. So Mitch Webb, thank you so much uh, for being on the show today. Nick, thank you, man. I really appreciate the, uh, such a nice introduction and, and stoked to be here today chatting with you. Yeah, definitely. You know what, you know, so there's so many things when I read your story, just uh, of, you know, relatable personal experiences, but not just personal, I guess it's more patient interactions and things that we see in and out of our clinic on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So I'd love for you to sort of walk us through, you know, you, you being a, a corporate guy and then, you know, shifting gears into really putting your health as a priority and, and some of the discoveries you learned along the way. Yeah, sure. So I need to take it back a little bit further than the corporate world, I guess where my story started, I was uh, kind of a, a wild man in, in college partying and I was uh, studying abroad and um, uh, <laughs> I had a little bit too much to drink one night, fell out of a second story window, hit my head, traumatic brain injury, um, you know, knew something wasn't right. I'd had, you know, I played football and uh, those kind of things growing up, it hit my head quite a bit. I knew this was different. Um, started having experienced anxiety and, and um, got placed on medication and um, eventually maybe six months later started having autoimmune issues, uh, psoriasis, blood broke out, my skin broke out. Um, doctors put me on, on medication and, and basically for both, you know, an immune suppressant, uh, and then also, uh, benzodiazepine and kind of sent me on my way. And, um, then I went into the corporate year world, you know, four or five years later. And a lot of those issues, those stressors got a lot worse, right? So, deadlines and, and dealing with people that, that weren't so kind and uh, trying to navigate that as a, as a young man. I had a lot of stress in my life and I stopped sleeping and eventually uh, moving to a house that had black mold in it, uh, developed Lyme disease. Um, from the black mold, I think that, that my immunity was basically lowered living in that environment. So, so Lyme came out. Um, heavy metal, toxicity, um, what else? Uh, diabetes. I had 75 pounds overweight. I had insulin resistance. Was, was trying to do the ketogenic diet. Could not uh, make my ketones. Had fatty liver. Uh, lots of inflammation going on there. Um, and then, and then I uh, had another another car accident uh, just just two years ago. I got hit by a, a dump truck. Second traumatic brain injury. Um, and then, like we were talking about before the podcast, kind of got hit with some uh, some COVID symptoms uh, and long haul COVID at that. So. Been through a lot, man. Yeah, definitely. So I know that's a lot to unpack. So let me know where you want to jump. Yeah. In. <laughs> well, it's funny because like, you know, as you're describing, it's like, yep, been, you know, been there or seen people go through that Seen, I mean, the the amount of symptoms that people go through on a daily basis, you know, or, or through the lifespan um, is tremendous and is tremendous testament to what the body's able to overcome. But, mm-hmm. but it, you know, behooves the individual to really do their own investigation because, you know, if you keep going back to the conventional medicine route, it's here's another medication for that, you know? So tell us a little bit about what was that awakening where you started to go, wait a second, I don't really like being on these benzos. Um, I don't, I don't like all these, you know, this patchwork kind of medicine, uh, you know, and, 
let's let's just be real there's a purpose for it there's a purpose for acute care medicine there's purpose for getting through crises and getting out of the rut we're in and we got to do life different so let's talk about like uh, some maybe some awakenings on your journey where you were in that sort of conventional medicine world and then and then let's go from there um well it's probably about the time that i moved into the house of black mold um like i had been like you said patchworking uh, the anxiety and the, the insomnia that i was dealing with at that time and thought it was pretty normal to well i was taking lots of benzos um and then got to a point where i wanted stronger ones um so i was taking clodipin and i was asking i found that if i combined clodipin and xanax together that i was able to sleep better that was always my issue and when i moved into this and so i thought that was what life was going to be like i thought it was just you know having a an extra bottle of that laying around and whatever my doctor would give me and um you know after a couple of, after living there for about in the black mold for about three months, those quit working. And I found myself staring at the ceiling at three, four o'clock in the morning, not being able to go to sleep for you know days, weeks at a time, and really just got scared and realized that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm kind of maxed out here. I'm, I'm taking a lot of this stuff. Um, what's that look like? I mean, I was probably 25 at the time. I and mean, what does that look like at 35? What does that look like at 45, 55? And and every time I thought about the future, it really scared the crap out of me. And um, luckily, it reached out to uh, an amazing community of, of health-minded people who I had my first health coach at that time. We started looking at gut issues, and they weren't able—they were able to help me a little bit. Found out that I had some gluten intolerance or uh, borderline celiac, and I found myself in a, um, a functional medicine doctor's office. And that's when I decided to, to kind of go all in. They're the first person that said, "Hey, look." Uh, this anxiety that you're having, this sleep issues, this is, this is a deeper issue here. You know, this comes from uh, antibiotics as a child and trauma that you've been through. And we think you have Lyme disease and you're possibly living in a house of mold and heavy metals and all these things started coming up. And for the first time, you know, I was, I was always a decent, even at 75 pounds overweight, I was not like a unfit guy. Um, and so people would, would say, oh, you're fine. You know, somebody, I finally had evidence that something is wrong and there's something for me to work on here. And uh, that just gave me a lot of hope. So what was that like for you? Because that's a lot of things to hear from a, a new individual working with you. You know, was there a sense of overwhelm or, I mean, it sounds like I'm hearing your voice. There was like a bit of comfort in knowing that there's a reason for why you're feeling the way you are. Oh yeah. I mean, going to my typical uh, general practitioner, I mean, nothing against GPs, they serve their purpose, but um, they couldn't help me. They couldn't give me anything. It was just like, you know, let's up your prescription. Let's, there's no talk about diet or, um, you know, alternative therapy or, or lifestyle choices or anything that I could do to get better. So when somebody told me like, Hey, you're, you're fucked up, man. Like I was excited. I'm like, Oh, great. Like give me an opportunity because I'd already, I had already started. I already learned that the more uh, healthy choices i made as far as nutrition goes, um, the better I'm going to get. Like I uh, had some friends in college. I remember we're sitting around hanging out and these guys go like, Hey, you need to eat organic food. And I'm like, what is, what's that? I don't know what organic means. And so we, we started doing that and I started feeling better. Next thing you know, I'm incorporating like kombucha and eating all organic and going to the local co-op and um, eventually did like a, a vegetarian uh, vegan kind of thing. And, and luckily found myself on a regenerative uh, grass fed farm. I um, mean, learned about that. took my first bite of meat again. And, and, and I just knew that the better I ate and the better, and the better I thought, uh, eventually that was a lesson, but uh, the better I ate, the better I felt. And so if, if there's something that was wrong, I could attack it with that same mentality and, uh, you know, see even more success and feel better and get out of the, the hell that I was living in. 
No kidding. So at what point along that journey of going into organic food and vegetarian for a bit of time, did were you able to start to peel back some of those medications and, and get some sleep without uh, the need of, the, of, of them? So before I, uh, when we moved to the black mold, I was actually doing a lot better. Um, I was, I, I was real, I was listening to like Dave Asprey and those guys on the Bulletproof radio podcast and learning about, uh, you know, what that's doing to my brain when I'm taking those things. And, mm-hmm. uh, it scared the crap out of me. And so I decided to, to, to try to wean off. Now that was bad, but I realized that I didn't need as much as I thought I did. So I was like kind of weaning myself down little by little and was kind of seeing that, you know, maybe I, I really, I don't need these things, uh, in the future uh, really soon. But when we moved into the black mold, it all got, you know, a lot worse. And, and that's when I kind of doubled down on, on taking everything. And, and that, that, behavior right there just scared the crap out of me and um, that's why I was so thankful to meet the guys at the functional medicine uh, center that I went to that just basically said like hey we're going to get you off of this stuff we're going to bridge you this is just a symptom of of what's going on and um, your body's kind of in chaos right now you know this this isn't you it didn't feel like me never did Mm -hmm. feel like me it's amazing because I mean you you have I mean like many people there's a slow awakening that happens over time you know changing the food is huge because that that changes our our thought patterning it brings down the inflammation in the brain makes things a little bit easier to to make better choices for ourselves and choose to wean off medication etc. Um, but what a what a what an awakening though you know that's obviously unfolding over time and it shows the susceptibility if the body's still dealing with inflammation there's still some trauma in the body there the emotional trauma physical the chemical the toxins etc. Our environment will definitely have a big, big uh, role to play on our health. So what were what were some of the symptoms you started to experience when you moved into that black mold environment? Um, not I remember driving around my hometown and, and getting lost. Um, I remember having severe joint pain. Uh, I remember, you know, working out and thinking that it was normal to have to lay on ice the rest of the day or use ice packs. Like we would do these wow. brutal where I was, I was getting back into exercise and along with the nutrition came, you know, better movement. And uh, we had this group of guys that was getting, getting girls, getting together, doing like uh, CrossFit kind of workouts on Saturdays and a couple of times during the week. And it was fun. And uh, it, it was, it was a lot for my body at the time. And um, just, just having to lay on ice packs after that and, and the brain fog, um, you know, literally almost hallucinating, uh, from, from not sleeping. Uh, now think like that's when I kind of got into biohacking as well. And I learned like about nootropics and different hacks, like hot and cold that would allow me to feel good. And eventually I would get to sleep. Um, but it had a lot of those, you know, brain fog and then the sleep, like not sleeping at all. Like in the past, it was like, you know, maybe I had a tough time going to sleep, but now it was going and staying asleep and, and, uh, you know, just, it's got worse with stress. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, so how, how old were you this time? Probably right around 25. Like that's kind of freaky to think that you're driving around in your car. You're like, Oh shit, <laughs> where am I? Um, you know, yeah. where, where am I going? And, and, you know, what was that like for you? Like, what was it like to actually be in that experience noticing this? I mean, it was scary. Um, but it, uh, I, I knew that something was wrong and that, just, just getting a little bit of help and hearing that there's something I can work on gave me, got me excited. And I just, I was just ready to do whatever it would take. I've, I've always been like that. And you know, tell me, tell me what I need to do and help me out and, um, you know, get me out of the situation that I'm in. 
And, uh, you know, I think the body's an amazing healing machine and with the right inputs, if we can give it, then, then the body can heal. And, you know, I've always, I've always been an onion, man, obviously with all the symptoms and things that I've been through, I'm just peeling back a layer at a time. And I'm so thankful to, to have the progress that I've made and, uh, take, take what I've learned into new challenges and, and, you know, fight through that and, and hopefully inspire and help other people to do the same. You know, that's what I do with my clients. I mean, if I can do it, I always tell them, man, if I can do it, you can do it anybody can do it. Um, and I, and I truly believe that it's just, it's just getting clear on, you know, awareness, like what's going on. Um, and then, and then kind of one thing at a time, I, I kind of took an all systems approach and there's things I was doing that I didn't know what was working, but now these days I, I tend to go, you know, really, really small moves and really understand what's working one thing at a time and, and try to share that with my clients. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it, it is inspiring. That's, that's, you know, when I was reading your story and just thinking of, you know, it's, it's almost like you got hit with everything you could get hit with, you know, on, yeah, on, a, yeah. on a human yeah. journey from medications to the environmental stressors, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, I'm curious, what was your support network like? I mean, you mentioned you got some good group of people that you got to work out with, et cetera, but did, did you have that emotional support going through this as well? Because not everyone can make that shift and, and see life as an onion and peel back the layers and be open to meeting the resistance and, and having a solution or a potential solution that you're willing to work towards. Like, what was the, the emotional support like? Well, um, back then, I didn't really get into the mental and emotional side of healing until two years ago. Um, and that's been the most impactful mm. thing that I've, I've learned. Um, and I'm, I'm slowly, I, I mean, probably from the outside looking, in, it looks a lot faster than it feels to me. But mm. um, slowly incorporating these things and sharing with my clients and even my clients now, I, I do mindset before I do any kind of nutritional or physical change. Uh, just because if when we've got past baggage, it's hard. We're, you know, our judgment's clouded. How can we make decisions and goals and and uh, really even know what we're working towards when we have these limiting beliefs and thoughts around ourselves? So that didn't come along till later. Um, I did this a lot in the dark, I would say. Um, you know, I, I didn't really feel like my family knew much about it. I mean, they, they kind of did. I mean, they certainly supported me financially and there for me. But um, I don't I, I still to this day don't know how much they, they knew about it. Um, they obviously love me and were there for me no matter what, but I don't think they understood what I was going through. And I don't, I, maybe because I didn't know how to voice it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, and you know, at some point she was my girlfriend, but she was always my rock and, and she still is to this day. And I've always had just great friends around me. You know, back then it was more like uh, exercise was, was kind of my, you know, CrossFit, if you know anything about it, you know, it's, it's quite, uh, it's quite the, um, the cult, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's like a family in there. And um, everybody's fighting, working, working through something. I felt like, and and that was my demon, you know. Uh, is I've I've been through these these hard times, and there'd be a couple of days here and there that I, I wouldn't be able to come in, and you know, people kind of knew what was going on, and the people that were closest to me, I would share that with, and um, you know, it, it, it it's changed it's changed quite a bit now. I mean, I now now I've got you know friends and family. I mean, everybody's very aware, and I share openly. I know how to share. I just I think I just didn't know how to voice that back then. You know what I mean? Um, people were supporting me mentally, emotionally, maybe without knowing that they were doing that. Yeah. So what would be a message for people that are sort of stuck in that place? You know, they, they don't like how they're feeling. They, they maybe you're getting some insight on as to why, but you know, 
and, and from what I'm hearing you say, you do feel like that was one of the most impactful things for you. What are, what's some advice for people to, you know, do, should they just start opening up or like, what do you have, do you have a strategy to help them get some of that support? Because, you know, I do feel like when we're going through healing, we, we do need a bit of a team, you know, that we can kind of call on and say, Hey, today's a bad day. I'm having a rough time. Uh, especially, you know, in a world that we're in with the pandemic and just feeling like, you know, it kind of yeah. suffocating with, with uh, all the recurring trauma that, that people are experiencing right now. Um, what would be a yeah, recommendation to sort of open that door for people? Um, I, you know, for me back then, I really relied on, on digital, um, what's the word, mentors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people on podcasts and, you know, Joe Rogan and, um, you know, Dave Asprey early on was, it was a big inspiration, Ben Greenfield and, you know, eventually getting into the more of the mindset side of things and really loving uh, Joe Dispenza and, you know, Deepak and um, uh, Dr. Nicole that, that's doing uh, how to do the work. I can't remember her last name. But, oh, yeah, uh, right. Per, per, uh, per, uh, prayer or something. Or, I, I just yeah. listened to her the other day. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and eventually connecting with with people. Uh, like my buddy Josh Perry, I don't know if you've, you've met him. If not, I need to connect you with him. But uh, definitely professional BMX athlete, one of my best friends, and uh, wow. first per- person that I met that was like me that had been through a struggle, and finding somebody that's that's going through the same shit, and you know, being successful, and and, and I mean, and also looking at others. You know, number one, look at other people that have been successful with what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's almost hard for me to even talk about the uh, the the stuff from the past, right? Because it doesn't feel like it's me anymore. Like, yeah, I had diabetes and I had head injuries and I had, um, uh, you know, Lyme and mold and um, all these things, but there's always going to be a new challenge. And, and that, those things made me who I am today. And I wouldn't be able to survive with the things that I'm working through now uh, if it wasn't for that. Um, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't take any of it back. I'm, I'm so thankful. For, I was such a different person back then. I don't like that person. You know, I like who I am now. I love who I am now. And that's a part of the journey is loving yourself and, surround yourself with with people i mean you are the what you are the summation of the people you spend the most time with and you got to look at take inventory and realize like which way your friends and family are they are they giving energy or are they taking energy away but ultimately understanding that the monster is between your ears and you get to choose and decide and and pick you know how much those people influence your life and um spend those times with the people that they're filling you up people that understand um you know it, it's easy to get into a rut of like complaining with people though right and, and finding other people there but that's that's not what it's about it's about lifting each other up and giving each other tools and strategies and celebrating the wins and that that the celebrating the wins that lets you know that you're on your way that the change is happening i mean i always talk to my clients like how do you know you walk through the house right well i walk down the hallway the bedroom and the living room the kitchen i'm now on the other side of the house that doesn't mean that you know it, it takes time for these things to manifest sometimes but we got to celebrate those wins because it it uh it signals our, to our subconscious to, to, to find more of that, that reticular activating system that, you know, we're driving on the car and the car um, we're driving on the freeway after buying a new car and we see the car everywhere. It's not that those cars weren't there. It's that now we're looking for it. So if you're you know, looking for healing or whatever your goal is and, and you're seeing evidence and you're celebrating that and your brain's going to go find more of it. And so, you know, surrounding your people with the, they're having those same wins that are, uh, invested in you and your future and, and love you and care about you and, and, and give you more energy than taking it away. I mean, I think that's important. And if you don't have those kind of people in your life, um, you know, look to the, look to the digital people. I mean, there's so many great 
people out there sharing podcasts like yourself and books and and uh you know so many opportunities to learn and grow from people you just got to look for it miss that was beautiful man i mean you just uh you just drop some serious inspiration for people and, and the <laughs> opportunity to really like look for the wins and, and recognize the monster between the years, as you said, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. I love that. So, so let's talk about, you know, some of the more current uh, challenges that you've been through. Um, so you, you brought up your know, long COVID as being part of that, that picture. And, you know, if we can kind of walk people through just a little reminder. So you had the head injury, you had the black mold exposure, you had these medications that you had to adapt to, and then eventually wean off over time. Uh, gut healing, you know, uh, maybe fill in the blanks if there's more that I missed there, but there, that's a bag load of stuff that perpetuates this inflammatory mechanism within the body. And no doubt, I mean, we're never going to fully detoxify our body. So there's still going to be lingering stuff that we have to clear, but walk us through, you know, some of the, the COVID experiences you had uh, with, with sort of releasing some of the baggage from the past. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, before I get into it, I'm saying it happened twice. So I'm going to kind of go through two whole years of, of stuff here. And maybe somebody's heard me on like a, a Dr. Pompa's podcast. I was, I was the first podcast. I think I talked a little bit about this and uh, maybe on Primal, you know, L Russ is a good friend. And, and we talked a lot of this because I had some thyroid issues, but it's definitely the first time that I've, I've talked about it. I didn't know that it was long haul COVID, right? Um, when I got COVID, um, it was before it actually hit the United States. Um, I was, <laughs> I was just fighting back from getting over the TBI. Um, I had really bad, uh, post-concussion syndrome and that for me looked like no sleep, you know, go figure. I was actually living in a house that had really high EMFs as well. So lots of inflammation there and I wasn't able to exercise. I wasn't able to sleep, um, had some fatigue and, um, had just started to exercise again. And, um, had worked through a lot of that trauma with, with, uh, you know, manifesting it, you know, uh, getting to Dr. Joe Dispenza and, and those kind of things. And was so excited to be back in the gym. And uh, it's kind of funny. I, I, I got after it for the first time. I remember I was pulling deadlifts and worked up to like 315 pounds and was, that was way more than I, I should have done. Right. And uh, I'm sitting in the sauna and this dude is after the, after the, the session and this dude is like hawking up a lung. Um, just and, it, and he's came in from somewhere I mean and I have no idea where it was but I want to say like China back in the day like I don't know um, but I know as a business guy he'd been from overseas somewhere and he's like yeah I had this crazy cold for like a week and I just had to get out I remember him saying that and I woke up in the middle of the night I gave myself rhabdo because I was like you know doing way too much and I got that COVID that night basically and it hit me like a freight train I mean it was like I've had the flu before, but it's never been like that. And it was an entire week of just like hot and cold and shaking and fatigue and just, just aching all over. Um, it, it took, it, I think it took two weeks to get over that. Well, then once I finally got better, I had just had this fatigue that would not go away. I had the fatigue for like three or four months. And so me being me and knowing what I know, I start detoxing and fasting and uh, doing, you know, liver gallbladder flush and doing, uh, I love the, uh, what is that called? Uh, it's, it's a liver gallbladder flush, the Colorado cleanse. So mm. I was doing that combined with like um, fasting mimicking diet. You know, I felt really good when I fasted, right? And maybe that's because I was having some kind of, I've learned later that I had some kind of uh, mitochondrial dysfunction. So I think that just really helped the mitochondria. And so the, the fatigue would pass. 
I'd feel really good. And I might feel good for a couple of days after I was reintroducing food again. And so we're looking at this energy issue and it's driving me crazy. Like literally I'm having to lay down multiple times a day and getting fatigue and, you know, meditating. And I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, new calm device, mm-hmm. Love but it, I man. think it saved my freaking life. And I would just go do that in between my calls and I'd get a little bit of energy and then I'd, and I'd eat. It was like when I was fasting, I was fine. And, and when I wasn't fasting, I didn't feel good. And so there's definitely some gut issues going on there too. And so we do a, we do a hormone panel and they're like, Oh, your, your testosterone's low. Like, let's give you some, some testosterone. I'm like, okay, cool. So I thought about it. I knew that was a big commitment. Um, but I was like, I was desperate. I'm like, whatever. And so this first doctor that I worked with gave me 200 milligrams, uh, in, in one shot. And, and, you know, that's, <laughs> that's insane, dose. man. Yeah. That's yeah. a big dose. I'm like a 30, <laughs> 33 at the time. Um, my testosterone looking back on labs now, I should have been a little bit more, I should have done more uh, research, but looking back, my testosterone was never, it was like 700, um, to 500. It just happened to be really low during this period. And probably because of multiple, probably because of gut issues and multiple other issues. But anyways, um, so it gives me 200 milligrams in one shot. I felt great for three days, you know, and then I couldn't go to sleep. Um, Mm. I, I was, I was so jacked up. I mean, um, didn't have any fatigue, you know, uh, but I, and I couldn't go to sleep. So I was excited that fatigue was gone, but it was like anxiety came back for the first time in, in so many years. And that, that really freaked me out. Um, I actually, I have never mentioned this before, but I, uh, have you ever heard of Finibit? No. It's a nootropic. Okay. okay. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's produced it. Uh, it has to do with like GABA, quite a bit of GABA and mm-hmm. it's very, um, it, it depletes your, your body of GABA. Right. And so it's very habit forming. Um, it, it can, if, if I was going to give a talk, um, and I, it's, it's very social, uh, it, it relieves social anxiety big time. Mm-hmm. And so, but it also makes you sleep like a baby. And so I wasn't sleeping and I happened to take that, uh, I was giving a talk one night and all of my, obviously anxiety wasn't there, but I slept great for the first time. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't. And I, and I thought that at the time, you know, when you change doses on testosterone, it takes six weeks to even see what's yeah. going on. And so I'm just in this waiting game of like, I got to get to the next six weeks to try something different. And I'm like, you know, this next move is going to be, is all it's going to take. And so I'm just going to take this stuff for the next, I think I had like two or three, four weeks, six weeks, maybe tops. And uh, by that time I started getting hooked on it. Um, and so you and stayed knew- on the, did you stay on the 200 milligrams per week dose? No, I, uh, I realized that right away. Like my heart was beating through my chest, like all this stuff's going on. I realized I had to change my, change my dose and, and started doing that and didn't understand it. I'm, you know, this doctor I worked with the first time was terrible and he was telling me to change every two weeks and I was just jumping all over the place. My hormones are going nuts. Luckily my functional medicine doctor is like, you know, that I can prescribe this, right? I'm like, what? I'm like, do you understand what's going on here? And she really helped me. And so she starts backing me down and, um, I went too low and that felt really bad as well. And, and, and still was having sleep issues. And that's when I took the Finibus stuff, but I got on that. I got hooked on it in like six weeks. So then I had to wean myself off. You're only supposed to take it once or twice a week at most. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, but it, it put a hook in me and I was, I mean, it took, it took two months to get off of it. And it was the most hellacious thing. And then that gave me a thyroid issue. <laughs> so then I had a reverse T3 issue that was off the charts. And I think I had, now, looking back, I think I had reverse T3 way back in the day after the head injury because of the same kind of feeling and anxiety, just extreme anxiety in my body. It would, I, would, I would go to bed 
and I would sleep for like two to three hours and I'd wake up with like get ripped out of sleep with anxiety like you've never felt before. And so um, I put on thyroid medication. I did T3 only, which was, you know, trying to learn how to do that. I'm taking temperatures. I'm doing blood pressure. I'm doing heart rate. I'm monitoring this. That was hell on earth. I went through like six months of that. Thankful for L Russ over at uh, Primal Blueprint helped me through that a little bit, as long as my as well as my doctor. And um, I just I'm very impatient with this stuff. I've been through a lot, and I, and I want to fix things. And I was jumping around that just like I was jumping on trying to on testosterone, and it was hell, man. And wow. I finally pulled it back together after about a year. Um, anxiety got a lot better energy came back digestion digestion was a big part of that digestion started getting better i'm feeling like a million bucks i'm like hanging out with my friends again i'm feeling like myself and then i got hit with it again six months ago Jeez. and um it was the second time it was nothing um i couldn't in that time i was aware of covid we had no idea that that was covid before um and so when i got the second time i had those same symptoms of the first time for like a day I felt wow. like crap, but I had a war chest, you know, I had the zinc and the D and the C and the quercetin and glutathione and, you know, peptides and all the things I was, I was ready to rock. And so I blew through it like it was nothing. I mean, it was like 10 to 14 days of like a scratchy third. I got tested like six or seven times because I couldn't believe that it was COVID. I was like, and I, and I was really proud of myself. I'm like, man, I'm kicking this thing's ass, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> towards the end uh, of that four week or two two weeks 14 days I took ivermectin so I'm like talking to my doctor I'm like man like I need to get over this stuff like what do you got and she's like let's give you some ivermectin well ivermectin's a um antiparasitic and uh she's also you know after the fact she's like I think only people that do really well with that are people that have parasites maybe I don't know don't quote me on this stuff because I'm not a doctor and I have no idea about COVID but um took ivermectin and i had eaten some brisket the night before and you said you followed my social media you, then you know I'm, I'm big on the on the meat and uh <laughs> i had some brisket the night before man and it didn't digest my stomach for 24 hours it, i woke up next morning sitting on my stomach i've got such so, so much fatigue i can't get out of bed i'm like what the and this is you know the same day that i took the ivermectin as soon as i took ivermectin i felt sick to my stomach so whatever and it, it just attacked my gut everything attacked my gut so i had this you know, heavy viral load on my gut, which that's where your immune system is and started getting fatigue again. Immediately I went into a five day water fast. Um, it took 48 hours for that food to digest. And, um, when I started introducing food again, it, it, it was no better. Um, I ate only, I could only eat, I probably eat three, 4,000 calories a day. I ate a lot of food. I've got really high metabolism. Um, I was probably 175, 180 pounds, 180 pounds. I went all the way down to 150 in about two months just because of not being able to eat. I mean, it was, uh -huh. I was waking up hungry in the middle of the night. Um, I had, you know, incredible fatigue again. Uh, it felt like the thyroid medicine, I was weaning off of my thyroid medicine. I'm still like barely on a little bit, but it felt like that wasn't working. I had to start uh, chewing up my medication to kind of override the gut. Um, and it's been about six months. I, I finally, I, I would say in the last couple of weeks is when I've really started feeling good again. Um, I've put on about 25 pounds. I'm back up to about 170, 175 right now. Um, I've just started doing yoga every day, uh, maybe 30 minutes a day. And that's awesome. My sleep has gotten better. And dude, it's, it, it's like everything. And this has always been my journey, man. It's like everything that I've done in the past prepared me for this. And, um, I, my, my, 
my, I guess my, the way that I look at my perception of illness or dis-ease in the body has changed. Like, I think that dis-ease is, I think that our body has plenty of potential to, to heal the inner, all the energy that it needs to heal. And if, you know, if you've been having this conversation with me five years ago, I laughed you out of the room, but I think we suppress trauma and negative emotions and, um, you know, unresolved limiting beliefs and things like that. Uh, we were holding those in our body and we're, we're, we don't have any energy to heal. And so I've been working with, uh, so my doctor, who's amazing, she, I love her to death, Dr. Kate Guiley out of Durham. She, uh, she's like, man, I've, I've helped you and we're good friends. And she's like, I've helped you as much as I can here in the physical world. And I think there's just, there's more to this. And so I started working with a medical intuitive and um, she has saved my life. Um, I still don't even know how to describe what she does, um, but she can see like things that, that I can't see. And, and can, she can guide me basically by muscle testing and, and tapping into my spirit and asking it, you know, what, what do I need right now? She knew I had COVID before I even um, was able to tell her. And she's been training me on all, all the all the fear and all the negative emotions and anger and frustration that came up of, of having to go back through this shit again after going through it so many times. I mean, we, we've worked through that and, and that's where the real healing has occurred. And that's why I've been able to do this a lot faster, you know, where it took a year last time. Um, I feel like I'm 80% right now after six months. Um, and I'm, I'm actually starting my mediumship training in the next month. And I feel called wow. to do this. I feel like, um, this is what I'm meant to, I'm meant to be a healer. And I know that to do that, I have to heal myself first. And so I'm in that process and I'm learning so much. I'm, I'm just, I'm constantly being book shared in these new courses that I'm taking. Like my, I'm doing a muscle testing course next week. And um, I'm just diving into this energy work stuff, man. And the mental and emotional side of healing. Cause I think that's, that's ultimately, you know, where it happens. I mean, yeah, I love nutrition. I love biohacking and lifestyle and, exercise and all these things but i think that like i said earlier the, the battle between the ears is, is what holds us back and as soon as i started learning this stuff and i started helping my clients with this stuff i didn't know how they were going to react to it you know and man they get amazing results because if we can get out of our own way and we can release this baggage that's ultimately holding us back and sabotaging our efforts to do whatever we want whether that's getting healthy or, or healthier performing a certain way or looking feeling a certain way when we get that shit out of the way and we allow ourselves and that's a big word too, allowing and surrendering. Like I've been pushing and uh, demanding that the universe do it my way, you know, and, and things don't happen like that. You know, I had to learn to surrender. And I mean, there's, there's I mean, I know I'm rambling here, but uh, there's a point in this journey where that was, you know, that was the, the reoccurring theme that this lady is helping with. And she's like, you know, you got to surrender, you got to allow. And, um, I just gave up one night. I was to a podcast with Paul check and he was talking about that. And I just, I just went into a meditation. I'm like, God, like I, I give up, man, I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I, I, I've tried all my, my way and my way didn't work. And, and I need a sign from you like today. I need a sign from you that lets me know, you know, you want me to heal. If you want me to heal, uh, I'm not going to force this anymore. And I woke up the next morning, like pretty flat, right? I couldn't eat, man. I was eating like smoothies with nothing in it. Um, I'm probably having like a thousand calories a day. My stomach's just, I, every time I ate, it's just sitting on my stomach. I'm miserable. And uh, the next day I wake up, I'm really flat. I'm just like, you know, I'm not even doing my morning routine. I'm not doing my, my Joe Dispenza meditation. Screw the sauna. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to be today. 
and that was kind of the ticket. So like, I, I got a, t- a message from my buddy and it's like, check out this Joe Dispenza podcast. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to hear that right now. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the last thing I need to hear. And I finally turned it on because I was on this long car ride and it was all about surrender and loving yourself, man. And, and uh, just allowing this thing to happen and just in the fear and, and just understanding that you can't have fear. And so I just shifted into gratitude I started doing my meditations again and I'm just like letting it happen. And dude, that was the first night that I ate. I had a rack of ribs that night, a rack of uh, lamb that night, ate a huge <laughs> meal. I had this, this overall, this huge sense of well-being come, come over me for the first time in months. And I was just like, and I realized like <laughs> that was my sign, you know, and it was uh, it was a beautiful thing. And, and I feel like the universe is talking to me and just trying to share this, trying to find a way to, to share this with people as much as I can. So I mean, this is the first time I've really talked about it publicly and I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's like you just feel the emotional heartstrings being pulled when you when you tap into that like that. Can you, can you describe that feeling a little bit more? You know, like, you know, and, and we all sort of meet some level of resistance that goes deep enough where we, you know, that's the ultimate answer is to move into surrender. But yeah, if you could kind of like help people just realize that that opening that that happened for you and and it's just funny just how the the podcast came in at the right time it's like that podcast just wouldn't have landed in the same kind of way had you not gone through that sort of dark night of the soul experience um but yeah i'd love for you to share just like what does that opening feel like the the, what does the dark night of the soul feel like or what is like that moment of like i'm i'm getting a message here like a download yeah the, the second, the second half, cause I think you beautifully described like you're, I'm not doing that, you know, fuck the sauna, screw the fasting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm dude, done. Yeah. Just like I, I've, I've hit some version of rock bottom in this experience of like, I can't control the situation anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then it's like this little, little switch that, that comes on and that, that awakening, if you kind of go into that a little bit. I mean, I felt it so many times, man. And it's like, you forget it. And then you remember yeah. it and you forget it and you go back into doing your thing and you're in this physical meat body and you're, you're doing like, you know, everything, everything that everybody else does, but then you, you get that kind of message and you feel like you're a part of something greater, right? You feel mm-hmm. like you're connected to something bigger than yourself. And you feel like, you know, you're here for a reason. And I've had that feeling so many times, man, but like I said, you forget it. And just remembering that, um, it's like sets your soul on fire. I mean, I can feel it as we're, as we're sitting here. And, uh, you know, I had a, <laughs> I had a setback that, like yesterday and, and this morning and, uh, feeling kind of gross and negative, but just, just thinking about that and remember it, like I'm on a podcast sitting here doing what I love and sharing, you know, I could have been, <laughs> I could have been in the corporate world doing the nine to five thing, right? Like hating my life and, and not knowing that and working towards the next like car or thing instead. Like, I feel like I'm here to, inspire people and to to help people change their life and that's so much more fulfilling than you know than than being worried about you know possessions and things like that and uh i i love who i am i'm learning to love myself and that's been a big part of this journey too and those little messages that we get that like hey you're on the right path man like that is you can't beat that feeling it's it's elation it's it's uh it's bliss it's i mean you can't wipe that grin off your face no matter what you're going through i mean that's uh, it's just a sign hey it the journey is not over it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that hey you're done dude uh, it means that uh you got another day tomorrow and this is a big sign to keep doing what you're doing and it's a delicate balance between surrender 
and doing the work. And I am constantly towing that line. And I know I was listening to this uh, great uh, book called Dying to Be Me. It's about a near-death experience. Mm. And, um, you know, she's talking about working in the physical world feels like like wading through molasses. And that's exactly what it does feel like. Like, you know, and I love those things. I love like breath work saved my life during this period of time. I was been going like such shout out to Soma. I love Soma breath work and, and been doing that in the sauna and getting like love psychedelics, man. And like having more psychedelic experiences on the breath work uh, than I've ever felt anything else. And, and, and I've got, you know, the cold and the hot and, you know, walking in nature and chant, like doing all these different things. But man, when you're doing the energy work and you're working in and just sitting in silence, you know, one of the things that I, one of the biggest messages I got as well is um, right after Joe Dispenza, uh, after getting that podcast, I went and laid in a, a float tank for like two and a half hours. And I was like, let's just, I just want to check in and see what's going on behind the scenes here. And now I have to do it like every two or three weeks. Cause it just, it's so revealing. And I would get into this space where there's like this blackness. There's nothing there. Um, and um, I couldn't, couldn't hear anything. All right. I, I got to where was, there's no thoughts. And I just kept having this fear. Am I going to be able to eat tonight? Like, is, am I going to be able to digest this food or, um, you know, am I ever going to be able to exercise again? And I was just like, where's all so I, I know that's what I got to work on. You know, I got to go and I got to keep working on that fear. I got to love myself. And I know that if there's gratitude, there's no fear um, and there's no worry. There's no, there's no anger. And so I just, if you, I guess what I focus on more than anything is what it feels like to have what I want. So the more I can pair an elevated emotion with the thought and be who I, who it is that has what I want. And I can constantly get in touch with that. So every time I have a negative emotion, like I said, I had a little setback the last two days. Um, I, I noticed all this frustration, fear, and, and anger coming in. And I, I went, thank you for the awareness of that. Because in the past, that would have derailed me for weeks and months. So thank you for that. I forgive myself for indulging that, for allowing myself to judge myself. And I love myself for who I am. And I release, I release those, those, uh, those emotions. And I, I mean, and then I just, just, just be thankful for, I mean, I, I was thinking on the way over here, like, dude, how cool is it? I get to hop on a podcast and share, you know, what I love doing. How cool is it that I got to do yoga today? You know, how cool is it that I've been playing golf again and sleeping and, you know, one little setback can make you just whine and bitch and want to, want to focus on that. But that keeps you in the past. That's, that's being conditioned by your past. You know, you got to focus on a vision of the future that, that you love and fall in love with that person versus letting that old version of you scare the shit out of you about what could happen in the future. Like I can't control that. I got to have all my energy here in the present and, and, you know, using your senses, using breath, using um, gratitude. Mm -hmm. I love what you said there. You said so many amazing things. And I, one of the things that, that I think is really uh, prominent that's been a theme throughout the discussion today too, is that, there's there's a couple different versions of, of us that we can play out where there's a sort of optimal version that's you know looking for the wins and it's sort of the um maybe the gateway that gary zukoff talks about this five sense personality is more the physical body you know you can do the bow hack and the nutrition all the all the right things for for the body that also serve the soul etc and then there's this you know um uh what does he say like the, the multi-sensory personality which is you beyond this physical body and, and you mentioned somewhere along this this journey that 
that you, you know, you didn't focus so much on the me, but you tapped into the, we, the bigger, the bigger energy, like, what am I connected to? What's the purpose? What are, what's the bigger version of, of me that's connected to all things. And, and then it's like this just download or this stream of energy that started to infuse your cells, your body, and realize that you're, uh, you're so much greater than, than the, you know, this physical nature that we find ourselves in. And that's, that's a beautiful turning point. Like that's, you know, that's how I see us turning on our mitochondria is connecting into that, that universal energy, that, that bigger version of us, that's not so locked down and, you know, in the, in the poor me and the, and the whatnot. Um, and it's an important place to be because we have to feel that discomfort. We have to be in the discomfort of that, you know, emotional surrender that we eventually get to for us to remind ourselves of like, oh no, we're just not tapping into that, that bigger version of us. And so uh, the way you were describing that was beautiful. Yeah. One thing I would piggyback on that is like, if you're feeling that down, uh, if, you, if you're focused too much on, if you're like pity, like, like self-pity, you're focusing too much on yourself, like take the focus off of you and focus on someone else. That's why I'm so thankful that I get to help other people. And this, that's when the, that's when the passion comes out is I get to, when I get to, when I can shift <laughs> when I'm not feeling good. And I know that I've got two or three calls that day with, with people that need me and I can, give them some hope and give them some tools and strategies to help them get out. And I can watch them as they grow and, and heal and, and do these amazing things because they're all me on my journey at some point, um, sharing my truth, sharing my story and, and helping them. That's what makes me feel better because it's, I'm taking, I'm taking the focus off of me, poor me. And I'm saying like, how can I help this person? Right. And that, that's a huge uh, tip right there. Like yeah. you, you feel like shit. Great. Go, find who you can, who can you help today? I mean, even if it's just like doing a gratitude journal and, um, you know, who can I write down, who can I help or pray or think about for, think about today, you know, and it's going to, it's funny how those things show up later in the day of opportunities to, to, to get in touch with that person. Man, that's, that's so true. It's so true. It's, you know, giving love into those places that are, you know, maybe dark or shut down in, in us so that we can feed others and serve others and, and, you know, awaken, to that potential within that's that's beautiful yeah. and you have the capacity to do that just given the laundry list of things that you've been through man it's just oh, yeah. you're, you're so relatable your story is so you know it's so beautiful because it just it speaks to so many people stuck in the rut of life and you know thinking that you know maybe there are no other solutions and sometimes when we give to others we start to do the healing work within ourselves um Mitch, it's been just like an absolute pleasure chatting with you on all these amazing topics. Um, I want to ask you uh, where we can access all your information. I said I mentioned MitchWeb.com. You've also got an amazing social media handle. Please tell uh, our listeners where they can access your information. Yeah, MitchWeb.com, and then on uh, I'm Mitch Webb on on Facebook. I've got a little private community uh, that I'm starting to put together, and then uh, Instagram is at kmitchweb. Awesome. Now, buddy, um, because of your relatability, your vulnerability, like we're so grateful the depth with which you shared today. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I want to sort of paint a picture for people. Obviously, you're a very pur purposeful man. You're 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 living your life's work. You you went through all these, you know, challenges and still are constantly facing them, and you're you know achieving and realizing new, you know, um levels of awareness within yourself. If tomorrow was your last day on this planet, what's the, what's the gift or what's the message you'd like to share with the world for, for those that are stuck in their suffering? Uh, 
I mean, I think that you, I, I like the, something I said earlier, you know, your body is a, is an amazing healing machine and um, you just gotta, you gotta figure out, you gotta find the right key to the lock. Um, and that takes going all in and doing everything that you can, but also, you know, loving yourself and surrendering and allowing those things like having a, a connection with the higher power and, and really just, you know, we're human, we're human beings, not human doing. So like I said, it's, it's a delicate balance of doing everything you can in the physical world, but also allowing and, and, and letting those things happen. So I think it's, it's about surrender and, you know, knowing what you need to do, doing, doing the best that you can, loving people around you, uh, making sure you've got those relationships. And um, I think, I think you'll find your way. I think that's what we're, we're here to do. We're here to evolve into a bigger, brighter version of ourselves and there's constant uh, opportunities to do that. It's amazing. Mitch, thank you so much. Uh, and you're, you're extending an offer that I, that I sort of let people know at the beginning, but anyone who wants to connect with you, uh, you're offering, what are you offering for them? A free consult. So, you know, usually consult, I have a two-step call process, but uh, usually a 30 minute call hopping on, just getting to know each other a little bit. Do we, do we like each other? Do I think I can help you at hundred percent? You know, if those, those two things are true, we go to a second call, we take a deeper dive into, you know, what's going on for you, what's holding you back. Uh, what your goals are and you know, I feel like we're a good fit and make an offer at the end of that and uh, you know just just start that one-on-one relationship and it's everything from nutrition and lifestyle obviously I mentioned mindset and that's definitely the first step we do but uh, it's, it's everything that I learned along my journey, journey and it's the, the roadmap that I wish I had you know 10 years ago I think it can, it can really help people it's amazing you're you're such an inspiration Mitch I mean the, your story your your perspective the challenges and the, and the continual awakenings and and I'm excited to see how things go with the channeling course and everything you're diving into. And we'll have to touch base again and get an update on, on where Mitch is at. Yeah, man. I, hey, thank you so much for the opportunity. It was great chatting with you. I really enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe, and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe.